0: Hey, everyone. Thank you for joining us again this week on our podcast. We're going to go ahead and continue our series on the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And last week, we went and began to dive into the person of the Holy Spirit, who he is, understanding uh, his his function, his operation in our lives. Uh, This week, we want to go and dive a little bit more into tongues and and specifically the the spiritual... uh, the, the prayer language that we all have as believers uh, available to us. So let's go ahead and look at Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2 and verse... Let's start in verse 2. Uh, let's actually start in verse 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. If you remember, this is where the disciples had gone and Jesus said, Wait in the city of Jerusalem until you're endued with power from on high. He also told them... Uh, in John's Gospel, that he was going to send the Holy Spirit, the Comforter, uh, all those uh, the the different functions of the Holy Spirit. Uh, the the Paraclete is the is the Greek word there that that contains all seven of those functions of the Holy Spirit. He said, "I'm going to send the Helper, the Advocate, the Intercessor, the Standby, the Strengthener, the Comforter, all of those things. I'm going to send to you." So. When I leave, he's going to come. So now they're they're sitting and they're waiting. So when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they're all with one accord in one place, verse 2. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole place where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. Now watch verse 4. And they were all, how many? It doesn't say they were filled as... The Holy Spirit chose uh, only some of the apostles or some of the disciples. This isn't, again, referring to the initial 12. This is, uh, I believe, the number is around 120 or so that were gathered there in the upper room. Uh, th- this isn't referring to just the 12, all the 12, or uh, they're saying all, every single person who was here was filled with the Holy Spirit or filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So we find here that these uh, these believers were baptized in the Spirit, and as the Spirit began to speak through them, as the Spirit began to go, and as the Spirit began to give them this inspiration, they began to speak forth in other tongues. Now watch verse 5. There were there dwelling in Jerusalem, Jews, devout men, from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. And they were all amazed and marveled at one another, said, look, are not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? Now notice that. They're not saying, and this is, we're going to address this objection here right now. Uh, A common objection to tongues, and we touched on this a few weeks ago, is that uh, in the Bible, in the Old Testament here or in the New Testament here, that this gift of tongues was given to the disciples for the purpose of furthering the gospel, and they spoke in these natural languages, so they spoke in Greek and Hebrew and chinese and um you know whatever whatever other languages there are but notice here that it's it's pointing out both in verse. Both in verse 6 and in verse 8, it's pointing out that they were hearing in their own language. So we have a miracle occurring here of divine, supernatural hearing. It doesn't say that the disciples all spoke in their own language. They were praying in their own language. Now, we know that after this happened, that they went and they received boldness, and Peter, the man that who, who wouldn't even go and acknowledged that Jesus Christ was the Lord of his life, went and preached his his marvelous sermon saying that this is, uh, these men aren't drunk as you suppose, they're just filled with the Holy Spirit. And he, he goes and and lists out what happened uh, to Jesus and, and, you know, preaches the very first gospel message that we have. And, uh, you know, multitudes were added to the church that day, and they received boldness. They received power after the Holy Spirit came upon them. And in fact, you know, if you, if you go and continue in the book of Acts, uh, when when Peter went to Cornelius' house about 15 years later and brought the gospel to the Gentiles for the first time, uh, the evidence, and, and let's go ahead and, and take a look here at that. In Acts chapter 10, uh, the, the evidence of that, <clears throat> Acts chapter 10, and uh, let's go ahead and, and look at... Verse 34, this is after Peter's gone and seen this, this vision of the, the unclean animals being dropped down, and the Lord corrected Peter and told him, don't, don't go and say that anything I've made is unclean. And so he goes, and Peter, Peter preaches this message, and uh, verse, 40, verse 44, rather, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit paw- fell upon all those who heard the word, and Those of the circumcision who believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out upon the Gentiles also. For watch this, this was the sign that the Holy Spirit had come upon the Gentiles. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. So, and we see this happen here, you know, simultaneously to salvation. Later on in the book of Acts, we see that there's also... This can either occur simultaneously at the same time as salvation, or it can be a, a separate, distinct experience. Um, but whatever the case may be, this is this is something that's vital to our lives. And this was actually the, the mark that, that opened these Jewish believers' eyes to say that, hey, this message isn't just for, for the Jewish people. This is for the whole world. This is for everybody. And so praying in tongues is something that's vital. It's It's all throughout the New Testament. In fact, in in the book of Romans, and we won't turn there for time's sake, uh, but in the book of Romans, it goes and uh, Paul tells us that the spirit within us prays, that when we pray in the spirit, the spirit within us prays in in groanings that cannot be uttered. And sometimes when you're praying in tongues, you, you go and you reach this point where you just, you don't have words and it's there's nothing left to come out, and we're we're allowing the spirit to pray through us at this point now let's go ahead and look at uh first Corinthians chapter fourteen and and Paul's writing here and you know he he's referring to prophecy comparing prophecy and and speaking in tongues and saying that uh the the greatest gift is prophecy because if an unbeliever comes into the church they'll be able to go ahead and see the prophecy. They'll be able to actually understand it rather than tongues. With tongues, they won't, they won't really know what's going on. But he gives us some, some interesting instruction on tongues. Uh, it says that number, in verse 2, 1 Corinthians 14, 2, he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God, for no one understands them. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. And then in verse 4, he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but he who prophesies edifies the church. So the, uh, the Greek word there, edifies. It really is, the the way that we would say this today is it charges them up like a battery. When you pray in tongues, you're sitting there and you are charging your spiritual batteries. Praying in tongues charges your spiritual batteries. And so we go and we pray in tongues and that builds us up. If you go and uh, look over at Jude, uh, Jude 20, just really quick, it says this, But you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost is one of the ways that we build ourselves up in our most holy faith. It it encourages us. It builds this this faith on the inside of us. And so speaking in tongues, you know, obviously it's we have it for our own private edification. And then there's the gifts of tongues, and we're not going to get that into that in in this uh, podcast for time's sake. But uh, the 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 private prayer language, this private gift of tongues, allows us to go and and build ourselves up. This allows us to build ourselves up. Paul, in fact, said, um, you know, that I thank my God that I pray in tongues more than you all. Now, if you recall, this is the same church that just a a few verses later, Paul says that you guys are so jazzed up on Jesus. You guys are so excited by what the Holy Spirit's doing that when you all come together, everybody has a psalm, a teaching, a tongue, a revelation, an interpretation. And Paul had to go and set some guidelines in place because this was one of those hyper-charismatic churches, those those crazy Pentecostal churches where you go and everybody's speaking in tongues. And and everybody's got a word for somebody. You see, they're they're excited about this. this is This is an experience in their lives. they are they are coming to church not just to attend and to be ministered to, but they're coming to church because they've got something to give. And they were so to that extreme that Paul had to go and write instructions and say, "Guys, I love this." Like I, I don't even he, he says, "How is it that when you come together, each of you has a psalm and a hymn and uh, he he goes into all that. How is that even possible? How how is that? And and so he has to go and set this in order because they were going so far over to this extreme that the the service couldn't even move forward. There there wasn't any order. There wasn't any any decency. And um, so so Paul is going and correcting that. But we don't see that anywhere else because nowhere else was was even at this point. And you you know I think that as we go and as we begin to speak in tongues, that this is this is something that really takes us from one place to another you know the bible tells us that we're changed from glory to glory that we're we're going and we you know we're constantly seeing new things about the father and i'm convinced in in my own life i know i've seen this that the more that i've gone and and prayed in tongues the more that i begin to see these things about who the father is and and who jesus is and it begins to change my life when i pray in tongues you know um we say that Uh, when we pray in tongues, that the spirit within us prays, and that we, we speak in, Paul says, you know, if I speak in the tongue of men and angels, when we pray in tongues, you know, it could be in the tongue of men, but it could also be in the tongue of angels where we're speaking mysteries to God, is what one verse says, that we, in the spirit, we're speaking divine secrets, things that we're not even aware of, but we're communicating our spirit directly to the Father. And as we go and do that, I've found in my own life that I begin to change, that my, my heart changes, my actions change. I don't respond to situations the same way that I used to. I don't go and I don't, I don't react anymore. I, I respond out of, out of the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And I'm not perfect, you know, I'm not going to say that. But I am going to say that this is something that's really begun to go and, and impact my life and Uh, the the more I've gone and grabbed a hold of this, the more I've seen changes occur in me. And I want to just encourage you in in today's podcast that you need to go and spend time in your own personal prayer language. Go in your prayer closet. Go and, and spend time praying in tongues and seeking the Father and finding out who he is. And as you pray in tongues, go and say, Lord, you know, Paul says, pray that you may interpret. Lord, show me what I was praying about. And a lot of times you'll just get a peek. It'll open a window and you'll say, oh, wow, I didn't even know I was praying about that. Or, you know, I've gone and prayed about different situations before and I found afterwards that, um, or, or I've gone and prayed in tongues and I found afterwards that I was praying about a specific situation that I didn't even know was occurring at this time. I wasn't even aware that something was going on but because i was praying in the spirit and my spirit was communicating to god i was speaking to the father in that i was able to go and and deal with these situations when i'm not even aware of them so it's vitally important for us in the believer as believers to spend time in prayer spend time praying in tongues and allowing the holy spirit to minister to us allowing the holy spirit to go and to to Form us on, on, on the inside and, and shape us and, and mold us to be more like Him. And as we go and as we do this, we're, we're going to see things happen in our life. And, you know, too often we go and uh, if, the, if there's ever been somebody who's gone and, and been baptized in the Spirit, we go and we were baptized with the Spirit, the evidence is speaking in tongues, and we have a mountaintop experience, right? We go and we are on top of the mountain and we feel, man, I'm on top of the world. I can conquer anything. You know, I I just had this with my niece. I I was talking to her this past weekend and she had gotten filled with the spirit over the summer and yeah, she's praying in tongues and she's going and uh, through some different situations and circumstances and different things people have said to her about praying in tongues, she goes and you, you get stuck in that valley. You feel like you're in a rut and you don't feel either able to pray in tongues or or whatever the case may be. And you don't need to stay there. And that's what I encouraged her about was, you don't need to stay in this valley. You don't need to go and stay here, spend time praying in tongues. And even if if other people say anything, let them say what they want. People are gonna talk. This is between you and God. And it doesn't matter what anybody else says. It doesn't matter what anybody else does you go and spend time praying in the Spirit. And as you go and spend time in the Spirit, uh, praying in the Spirit, you're not going to go and and go from these mountaintop experiences down into the valley and you're just stuck there and wallowing in your own self-pity and wondering, you know, God, when's something going to happen? I'm waiting for the next conference, the next convention, the next event, the next youth retreat, whatever the case may be. But you're actually going and you're spending that time with the Father and you're able to go from one experience to the next. You're able to go and say, okay, I see that, Lord, show me something new. And as, as we go and we spend time with the Father, He'll begin to give us insight into the Word. And that's, that's very important as, as you go and begin to pray in tongues. The Holy Spirit will never lead you crosswise to the Word of God. Everything that He says, everything that He shows you while you're praying in the Spirit will line up with the Scripture. And you'll find then, and I I found it myself, that as as you go and you pray and you you spend time praying in tongues, that you'll go and you'll just be reading something and all of a sudden the light will click. I had this happen uh, just this morning with a verse that I've been going and I have literally spent the last couple of years working on this verse, trying to figure it out. Um, you know, on and off, not the entire time, but I've I've gone and I've spent time trying to figure out, trying to understand it. And we're in church today and... Uh, the pastor had gone and uh, preached and and used that verse. And I looked at the verse and all of a sudden the light bulb went off. I wasn't even looking for an answer, but because I'd been praying in the Spirit and I'm now sensitive to the voice of the Spirit, I was able to go and see that answer that I've been after for the last, I I mean, two or three years at this point. I was able to go and see that answer and all of a sudden it makes sense. So I'm going to encourage you this week, go and, Allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you through the gift of speaking in tongues so you can charge yourself up, that you can go and become more sensitive to the Spirit, that you can go and be exactly who the Father has created you to be. Thank you again for tuning in, and uh, we look forward to joining you next week as we go ahead and wrap up our series on the ministry of the Holy Spirit. We hope this blessed you, and uh, if you get a chance, go ahead and check out our website. It's bygraceinternational.com. You can also check us out at By Grace International on Facebook. We're also on Twitter and Instagram, at By Grace I-N-T-L. When you go over to our website or you go to our Facebook page, go ahead and sign up for our mailing list. When you sign up for our mailing list, we want to send you a free copy of a message that I preached a few months ago called Faith is Not a Formula. And it's all about how faith is, is not going and making a certain confession because a preacher said to. Faith is all about... How can I go and, you know, Father, what do I need to say about this situation? Father, how do I handle this situation? How do I address this? And as you go and do that, that's the kind of faith that gets results. It's not a formula. It's a constant dialogue with the Father. Thank you again for joining us, and we'll see you next week.